Listener discretion is always advised. Now, it's it's weird starting the show without the 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 this is for masters thing and it's going to come. But first, Houston, we have a problem. So there's a problem in the Houston community that no one really discusses. And that's that people in Houston don't know when to go home. So in the last 14 hours, I have gone to a pregame, to dinner, to the club, to the after hours, to the after after hours, to the late night breakfast spot. And now it's 10 a.m. My eyelashes barely hanging on and people are talking about going to brunch. And guess what we doing? <laughs> going to brunch. That is fucking amazing. I wish I grew up in Texas, but I didn't. I grew up in Sacramento. Let's get it going. This is for masters, this technique. You know who I am. And if you don't, you gonna learn today. My name happens to be Justice. I operate a self-produced podcast and I record daily. You are introduced, you are indoctrinated to the Justice and the Peace podcast. Hey, man, happy Tuesday. How you doing? It's, it is March 7th. My, 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 the, 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 the talking tongue that I usually use isn't working well this morning. I don't know what is going on with it. I'm not sure. I'm going to figure it out, but you still get a show. I don't need to break anything down. There is no need for me to remind you who I am, what I do, why I, why I am here. See, I told you. Why I am here and why you are listening. But anyway, let's just start the damn show shit. Yeah, man, I, I seen that last night. Uh, saying that, you know, all those parties and all that drinking and all that shit that you do. I mean, you gotta go home stanking. You gotta go home stanking. If you've been out all night drinking and eating and dancing and twiking and doing all that, you got to be funky, right? I mean, that's, isn't that normal? I mean, unless you shower in between spots or, or you take bird baths. Some of you motherfuckers don't know what a bird bath is because you really don't take baths anyway. That's fucking impossible. Oh, it's very possible. Some people, some people actually don't even wash their legs. So I know for a fact that some of you motherfuckers don't take real showers. And that's just to say the least. That's just to say the least. But, you know, as I think about so many things that cross my timeline, so many things that cross my visual path as I look upon the saved items that I have generated for this for this podcast, I just go, huh. I mean, it is some dirty shit that's going on. I mean, some serious dirty shit that's going on. We all experienced something that, has not been experienced in modern time. The last great pandemic was in 1918. And it's weird that almost to the date, not to the date calendar wise, but to the year, almost 100 years, another one came right back around and everyone was subjected to listening to the government and taking these shots and doing things that they were obligated to do to even leave their homes or to go out to eat. Now time has progressed and we find out that they didn't know what the fuck was going on, just like we didn't know what the fuck was going on. Listen to this shit. Of misinformation during the pandemic. 
has been the United States government. Misinformation that COVID was spread through surface transmission, that vaccinated immunity was far greater than natural immunity, that masks were effective. Now we have the definitive Cochrane review. What do you do with that review? Cochrane is the most authoritative evidence body in all of medicine and has been for decades. Do you just ignore it? Not. Well, I have to stop you right there. First of all, I did not know anything about a new Cochrane review coming out. The only Cochrane that I know is Johnny. <laughs> So this new Cochrane review came out, and it's showing that they fucking lied. Talk about it. That myocarditis was more common after the infection than the vaccine. Not true. It's 4 to 28 times more common after the, the vaccine. That young people benefit from a booster. Misinformation. Our two top experts on vaccines quit the FDA in protest over this particular issue, pushing boosters in young, healthy people. Now, see, this is some shit that I think we all were missing because they had so many other things in the headlines. Like, there is no toilet paper. There is no detergent soap. There is no hand sanitizer. The data was never there. That's why the CDC never disclosed hospitalization rates among boosted Americans under age 50. The vaccine mandates would increase vaccination rates. The George uh, Mason University study shows it didn't. It did one thing. It created never vaxxers who are now not getting the childhood vaccines they need to get. That's a thing. That's a byproduct of this. Before we had the pandemic, some call it the plan-demic. Before we had this pandemic, there were a group of, of American citizens, and I'm just going to speak about America because there's a whole different aspect to this story when you go to Africa and you ask them how they feel about taking American drugs. But we're going to stay right here in the, the, the land of the free, the home of the slave. There were thousands, if not millions of people already on this no-vax movement because vaccines it's not a one-size-fits-all elastic, uh, elastic yoga pants. We're all put together differently from the uh, genetics that we inherit from our parents. Now, this, 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 this one-size-fits-all, it could not have worked, could it? Over and over again, we've seen something that goes far beyond using your best judgment with the information at hand. We've seen something which is unforgivable, and that is the weapon of misinformation the weaponization now i i don't understand why they do this with the clips just let it play all the way out but i am grateful that that is up and i do appreciate that person for putting it up it's a weird stage of humanity i don't know how many times i say that to myself just to comfort myself but it's a weird stage of humanity that we live in right now we are coming to the understanding that this is not our country. This is a country ran by conglomerate, conglomerate organizations with transnational motherfucking interest involved. I mean, and if you don't know exactly what it is that I just now meant when I said that, that means that all the politicians are in someone's motherfucking back pocket. That means that all of the, the, the people who are supposed to be for the people, voted in by the people, don't give a fuck about 
the people. This is something that most people just thought did not exist in this country because this is America. America, the land of the free, a home of the slave. Now, if you just now are finding finding out that your government is fucking you over and some shit like that, you might want to go home and you might want to talk to your girl. But will she listen? I mean, there's so many other motherfucking distractions in the world that could take away someone's presence of mind, someone's complete un uh, what do you call that? Uh, 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 undivided attention. It's hard to get someone's undivided attention when they don't believe that their attention is divided. That's just part of life. We focus on what the fuck it is that we want to focus on. At least I focus on what the fuck it is that I want to focus on. I don't know about you motherfuckers. I've been told over and over again that... You know, I have a very flagrant mouth, something that is very, very disrespectful that my podcast cannot be played openly, that it needs to be listened into somebody else's head or, or, or into a small boombox or into a room. Well, my response to that is you don't kick it with grownups, motherfucker. But anyway, this podcast is never about me. It's always about you. What is this guy talking about? Do you know what happens when a man gets raped? Oh, 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 what happens? When, when I, Hold on, he said, do you know what happens when a man gets right? All right, fellas, this uh, little piece of, um, well, ladies too. Uh, this is for everyone, let's do it again. Do you know what happens when a man gets raped? When, when, a, when a man gets anchored and becomes disciplined, is in control of self, is in control of his sexual desires. You know what happens? Women's bodies are protected. You know what happens? Children are safe. You know what happens? The morale of the family increases. You know what happened? Wives feel loved. Do you know? That is deep. I mean, is that to all men though? I mean, because I, I, I'm not sure that that that's what happens when everyone gets right because everybody doesn't have the same, you know, uh, background cornerstone that that makes them the person that they are because of the experiences that they have went through. So I'm not necessarily sure if that's a one size fits all thing but i do know one thing when a man does get right and he is in the the the, the perfect situation all of those things may fall into place and sure and surely things can get beautiful now the next couple of clips i'm not necessarily sure exactly what the fuck is going on oh i know about this clip though i take that back now fellas since i'm picking on us for a little bit today i want to go ahead and share this little jewel of information that I found. Listen to this. Quick little public service announcement. If you're a man and you do any of these things that I'm about to mention, you are a, how can I put this? Bitch ass nigga. You're a woman ass dude. That's right. You're a woman ass dude if you do any of these things that I'm about to mention. Number one is gossiping. Go hey, gossip girl. Shut the fuck up. Gossip is the unconstrained or casual conversation or reports about people that's typically not confirmed to be true. Y'all gotta leave that for the women. That's what women do, sit around all day gossiping. 
In fact, personally, if a man ever gossips in my presence, I instantly lose respect for him and he get clown status in my eyes forever. All right, buddy, before you move any further, something popped into my head that is maybe not informational at all, but classically funny to me. There's this guy named Samaj. Um, he was involved with this, this lottery ticket, and he says that uh, 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 it's not gossip. It's information. I wonder how, how do you look at that? Number two, getting envious at other people's success, AKA hating. When you see other people successful, it's supposed to motivate you so you can contribute to the advancement of society, not sitting wallowing in your feelings and emotions like a little bitch. All right. Now, isn't it true that we all need haters, right? So in order for us, in order for us all to have haters, doesn't that mean to one degree or another that we are all also haters? I mean, you guys know. And, you know, this is a... And I do this shit. Because I have balls. You don't. So the question that I have against this one is, uh, uh, if everyone needs haters, wouldn't that mean that everyone has to hate? I mean, I'm not sure exactly. I mean, like I said. Next. Sitting around waiting on handouts. That's what women do. That's what. Hold on now, brother. I won't let you pick on these he she's. Feminine women do. Feminine? Is there another kind of woman besides a. Oh, I'm sorry. Sit around and they wait on men to take care of them. If you're a man, you need to get up and make your shit happen. Create your opportunities, create your reality. It's your responsibility to do that, not no one else's. Quick little public service. Well. I agree on everything, and then I disagree on everything because life is full of nuance. Life is full of complication. Life is full of learning. I mean, learning everything if you choose to. I mean, we can continuously walk blindfolded and hopefully get to the destination it is that we seek, or we could remove the cover from our eyes and get there quicker and safer. That's just an option. Most people don't even know that they have options. Like me, I didn't know as a kid that I had options. I also didn't know that this very widely practiced dental procedure that I had done on my teeth was a very bad dental procedure. I did not know that until last night. I mean, given the fact that I've already spoken about why it is that I don't do video and all that other shit and the shit that happened to me as a kid and all that other shit to make matters worse. I never got braces and um, that's number one of all. Number two of all, when I did get some work done on my mouth, I had those metal fillings, you know, those ones that uh, when when you, you, you eat, well, you might not know, because some of you motherfuckers is young. Let me let, let me let this lady take this shit away from me. You have metal fillings in your mouth? Yes. Metal fillings are tied to serious health problems. Don't say that. Yeah, do not say that. What do you mean? Why would they give the, oh, that's right. From heart care. disease, anxiety, depression. That's why I don't ever feel happy. Because of these things that they put inside my fucking head. Autoimmune to cancers. Have them removed and in the meantime follow detox with Ginger DeClue and DM me the word detox to... Don't DM me detox. I don't know anything about helping anybody detox, but I do know one thing. I got these motherfucking things. Okay, I, I, I do know that I had those things in my face and they fucked up my damn teeth. 
they fucked them up. I, I truthfully do not know why there is not a lawsuit on TV about this shit right here. It's probably because it would bankrupt the motherfucking industry of dentistry. But, you know, that's what most corporations are about. That's what I started the podcast about, about the corporations not giving a fuck about you, about me, or about nobody else. That is part of their job, is to constantly make more money each quarter. Even though that sounds preposterous until you rule the fucking world, that's what companies like to do. I'm not good at explaining this shit, but I sure in the fuck who found somebody who could get right back to the motherfucking shit easier than I can, quicker than I can, and he has a backstory that backs this shit up. Grandson, I love you. Papa. What's up, my guy? All right, here we go. Hey, never forget that the reason why combination KFC Taco Bell Pizza Huts exist in the first place is because Pepsi couldn't compete with Coca-Cola in the fast food marketplace. See, for the longest time, Pepsi's unofficial slogan was, is Pepsi okay? Because everyone was ordering Coke. So every restaurant was turning Pepsi down. Pepsi took a look at the numbers and realized it was cheaper to buy three fast food chains than to actually compete in the marketplace with Coca-Cola. Them motherfuckers is smart as shit. So that's what they did. They bought KFC, Taco Bell, and Pizza Hut. I did not know that Pepsi owned all three of those franchises, and now you know. So once they got those together, they started running them as a division of Pepsi. After a while, they spun that off as its own company called Yum Brands. But if you go to any of those locations, they still only carry Pepsi. Young Brands turned around and looked at the fact that they had three restaurants that all served Pepsi and realized it would be cheaper to go ahead and combine a couple of these restaurants so then they don't have to have as many physical locations to be able to still encapsulate a market. Wow. So they bought up these franchises and then figured out that they didn't need all of the buildings for the franchises. Okay. They thought that idea was so much so genius and how much money they would save from not having locations that they then took those savings and used that to lobby both the federal government in Washington and all of your fun state governments to make sure that the minimum wage was kept low, to make sure that they could keep paying people dirt wages. Whoa! So Pepsi Cola is one of the enforcers of minimum wage. This is what I mean. When you listen to the podcast, you'll learn something every single time. So Pepsi Cola obtained three different franchises and then pushed the narrative to make it so that Coca-Cola wouldn't be in their franchises in order to keep that shit coming to them and to keep people inside of these franchises, the smallest brick and mortar locations that it is that they could locate and find and employ individuals. What they did was take the savings from not running all the other businesses in regular buildings, they took those savings and then they gave them to the motherfuckers in Washington. And the motherfuckers in Washington said, what the fuck do you want us to do with this? And they said, keep minimum wage minimal. I mean, minuscule. I mean, minute. I mean, manure. I'm sorry, sir. So that way they could keep saving money and giving that money back to their shareholders. 
Which is the reason why today, when I wanted fucking Taco Bell, the goddamn lobby was closed because nobody wants to work at Taco Bell for fucking minimum wage. Because it's 725 in fucking Pennsylvania. The minimum wage in Pennsylvania is 725 an hour. And I just wanted a fucking Mexican pizza. But nobody was there to work to keep the fucking lobby open. And I don't want to eat a Mexican pizza in my car. It smells like shit, but it tastes delicious. I just want to eat a fucking Mexican pizza. And they don't have enough staff to have a fucking open lobby. And also, I want access to the bathrooms. But no, Pepsi couldn't fucking compete with Coca-Cola back in 1973. So I had to eat a fucking Mexican pizza in my car. And now my Nissan Rogue smells like shit. Wow. Hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. I am a fellow rancher, and God damn it, that was a good one. Hey, hey, fuck Pepsi Cola. Hey, um, I am looking for a job. Um, that is the truth. <laughs> anyway, that is wild. Do you see how little shit kind of, uh, 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 comes right back around to, to, to be big shit. The smallest little thing, the smallest little incident can be brought all the way back around to another incident that you think didn't have nothing to do with nothing. And that's fucking life. That's the way that shit works some of the times. And it doesn't make sense. It's not supposed to make sense. And usually people don't take the time to try to make it make sense. That is the beauty of not only being a human, but living in this country. Either you can learn or you can let go. You can do either or. It's all up to you. And there is no shame in that. Matter of fact, it's not right to shame people at all, is it? I mean, is it? Because people are mad when I call these fat motherfuckers fat motherfuckers it's just what you are and i'm not body shaming you you just can't see your toes but anyway i need to stop because the last thing that i would want is for ladies to start fucking with us guys i mean that would is be it Andrew Tate, like five, what's going on oh, he's like six three <laughs> really How yeah dick what did you say hey lady hey hey this is a show for children isn't Andrew Tate like 5'8"? Oh, shit. He's like 6'3". Really? How yeah. dick down. That's what like the fuck? That's like some short oh man God. energy that like, ah. I thought he was like under... Oh my God! Who's that so funny? Oh my God, it's Black Spider-Man guy. You're body shaming. You know that thing that you say guys do and that girls don't? Yeah, you're doing it. Liter literally, you're, you're putting men down. Toxic misogynists. But, but then you're doing the same thing to us. Putting us in categories of big D and little d energy. So can a man go, well, you know, uh, uh, skinny girl energy. Can we do that? Skinny girl energy? Oh, no, you'd hate that, right? What about big titty energy? Can we use that? Can we get that she's got big titty energy? Like she's bouncy? You know, like titties, titties are, 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 are bouncy? That's pretty, that's, that's, I think that that's funny, right? Papa. What's up, my guy? Okay. All right. That's toxic misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Thank you, Black Spider Guy, for your advice. It is well appreciated, needed, and always wanted over here at the Justice and the Peace podcast. Like I said, man, you know, you don't know. I don't know. Most of the time, exactly where anything is going to go. I'm here along for the ride, and I try not to shame anybody along the journey, but it seems like I'm going to get shamed no matter what. And, you know, we have things that 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 are on our mind. And, and one of the things that is very much so much on my mind all of the time is this new, this new woke shit, this new I think that I see things that you don't see except I just can't explain them to you. And you are unable to actually understand the knowledge that it is that I'm dropping. I don't like that shit. One thing about that is that there is no way for you to necessarily determine what it is that your outcome is. You can't determine that outcome unless you actually go through the process of examining is that shit true. And one thing that I always examine is that, you know, being a man is manly. It's something not meant for most motherfuckers. Even some men don't even want to be men. But that's when you find out that you're exactly what it was that the other guy said. You a bitch-ass motherfucker. You're doing bitch-ass shit. And I have to usually have to remind motherfuckers when they step off they square. But it's not my place, right? Men shouldn't remind men to be men. Is, is, is that the new norm? Well, I'm here to break the normalization of that shit. This is for you men, man. Life as a man is exceptionally difficult. I say the most beautiful and the most terrifying thing about being a man is you're born without value. Society doesn't care about you. You're only going to be cared about based on how useful you are. You have the chance to build yourself up and become a superhero if you're prepared to do the hard work and be indefatigable enough to never quit. But if you're going to stand around and wait for a handout, nobody's going to ever respect you. I think that the world's never going to think you're important unless you make yourself important. I think you get to decide what character you want to be in this movie, which is your life. You can decide if you want to be a comedian or a musician right. or a fighter you get to decide what you want to be and if you work hard enough you can become it it's the denial that's going to hold you back the most the people who go yes i'm wasting my potential those are the ones who have potential the ones who stand up and go i am wasting my potential i could be anything and i am not that yet they have a chance do you have a chance have you realized that you have potential because i don't give a damn if you look like the heel of a motherfucking sprinter, I don't give a fuck. If you look like James Harden's feet, if you know you got potential and you don't act on it, who the fuck fault is that? It's not the motherfucker standing next to you. It's not the motherfucker standing in front of you, beside you, behind you. It is all on you, man. So man the fuck up and do what the fuck it is that men do. And this is a call to all of you guys out there. We need to be more manly than ever. We need to remind each other that men are important. We need to remind the world that men got us here. And it's usually... The same things that get us here are the same things that can get us out. Not necessarily the complete removal, but maybe a restructure of thought, a reimagination of what it is to be 
a man. And I'm not talking about the shit that they imagining. I'm talking about the shit that got us to be the great motherfucking nation that motherfuckers marveled to be back in the days without the racism. The nation that motherfuckers didn't want to fuck with. America is the bully of this motherfucking world. And in order for us to maintain that power, you know what it takes? Motherfucking men. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that's the truth. Now, when you're a man, this should be the man episode. When you're a man, you meet a lot of ladies. Some of them are wonderful, sweet Jezebel little gals, but occasionally you run into a crazy bitch. Now these crazy bitches are everywhere and they hide like sheeps in wolves clothing. I mean, I mean like a wolf in sheeps clothing. Damn, that would be some scary shit. A sheep in wolves clothing. I don't know what he would do. But he for sure would be fly as fuck if a sheep had a, a wolf jacket on. Anyway, like I was saying, every once in a while, you run into one of these crazy bitches. And they slide into your life. And the next thing you know, you are going through some shit that it looks like having on a BET afternoon special movie. I don't watch BET, so I don't know what the fuck they play in the afternoon or is the shit special. Let's just say you run into a crazy bitch. She might sound a little bit like this. I ain't reciting shit, but if it's a nigga that I'm with, I am a psychotic motherfucker. I am going through your likes. I am going through your comments. I am going through your followers. I'm going through your followers. That follower went up one. Hello. Who you just followed? This nigga, told me, he was this nigga told me he was going to the club one time. Let me tell you how crazy I am. He told me he was going to the club. I found every bitch that worked in that club. And I looked to see if he followed any of the bitches. I'm just telling you. I'm and so I looked to see like who the bitches was. I'm like, okay. That's his type. That's his type. That's his type. Let this come back with another with an extra follow and i've looked them up and that's in your follow wow hey 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 i'm sorry for the beeping i don't know why people are beeping cuss words when we can openly have people stripping in front of kids that there, there has to be a restriction on the restrictions this is ridiculous let this lady speak her mind please anyway this beautiful I mean, easy on the eyes. Young lady is talking about some psycho shit. I bet you she probably got some good ass pussy, though. And niggas have put up with some crazy ass shit like this over millennia. I can only imagine what the first obsessive bitch was like as a caveman. Just wouldn't leave this nigga alone. This nigga go try to hop. Try to hunt a motherfucking saber-toothed tiger and she won't stop following. This nigga trying to hunt a prehistoric chicken and she won't stop following. She didn't stole his club. She done made sure that this nigga only got one sandal. I, this bitch is crazy. I'ma beat your ass. See, now she wanna fight. Cause now you what you following her for? Cause now I'm finna beat your ass. See? And then they wanna fight. And that happened before. And I had to beat everybody ass. Be beat everybody ass? With a pistol? Because she's a little thing. Because. Because what you getting the DMs for? I mean, what you getting the Instagram for? <laughs> I ain't reciting shit. But if it's a nigga that I'm fucking with, I am a fucking psychotic fucker. I yes, hey. I don't know. I don't see a guy in that room that would be her significant other. What if you are just a psychotic motherfucker by nature? What do we do with that? How do you address... I mean, how do you address a mess under a dress? How do you, 
How do you deal with that? Because I really don't know. I can only do crazy for so long. I am a ball of craziness, my motherfucking self. And I just can't be enthralled in that kind of shit right now or ever in my life, just to say the least. I mean, you know, but then, you know, things may work out. She may tame down. You guys may come to an understanding in life. It may go on, but will you marry her? And if you do marry her, are you ready for another dose of the motherfucking truth? Because if you do marry her with or without the prior situation that I just now showed you, this could also happen. I, Danielle, Hold on. take you, Zeus, to be my lawfully wedded financial supporter. What? I vow to stress you the fuck out and eat off your plate for the rest of our lives. I will go through your phone in sickness and in health and accuse you of cheating whether I have found proof or not. I promise to gain weight and let myself go until you no longer want to stick your penis inside of me. When times get rough between us, I will complain more and listen less, never pray about it, and make us both look stupid by airing all of our business on Facebook. Whoa. And even though I got pregnant on purpose to trap you into marrying me, I still won't tell you about all the guys I let slut me out. I vow to love you for the rest of my life and never, ever leave you. As long as you don't lose your good paying job with benefits or I'll leave you for someone with good dick and money. I love you. Now that is from Red Pill Rants. I think that's a lady podcast. Wow. I mean, fuck. Hey, guys, we are under attack. This is war of the worlds or war of something. There is a war going on right now. And I don't know if we are even in the fight anymore. We can't even talk about each other anymore. It is weird. Very weird time to be a man, any kind of man. But... We've done this before, right? We've been able to go through hard times. I mean, we can, we can, we can change our beliefs, right? Is that possible? You can literally stop aging so fast because we know that people do not die of old age. That's what? People don't die of old age? Hold on, brother. Explain this to me, please. That's a, a bunch of crock. You don't die of old age. You die of dis-ease. Dis-ease? Disease. Oh, shit. That's right. They put the words together so that we wouldn't understand what they meant like that. So it's not disease, it's dis-ease. That's right, because your ease is not there. So it's at a dis, a disadvantage. That means a not good thing, right? Uh, I mean, you guys know I am an idiot. You die of oxidative stress. You die of heart failure. You die of kidney failure. You die of pancreas obstructions. You die of obstructed prolapse colons and bowel walls. We die of dis-ease because our energy is not flowing properly, meaning your aging process is a dis-ease. So literally aging, y'all can look this up. We can look up the government articles and everything if you don't believe me. Aging is a dis-ease, family. And that's how you know that time is really a illusion. And when you buy into that illusion, the biology of belief, y'all look up Dr. Bruce Lipton. He talk about this all the time. He have a book called the biology of belief. 
This guy is dropping way too many jewels on this shit. Fuck, I'm going to have to redo this clip pretty soon. And he showed scientific proof and evidence that if you believe something, it will actually change your genes and would and it will change the way that your cells interact with the environment. So if you believe that you get older every year, you're going to start showing that in and in, in manifesting that in the physical plane, y'all. So we have to really change our belief. You can literally. So that's why some people say like 54 years young. They're not saying that shit because they're denying their age. It's more of an acceptance and more of a a uh, uh, a marathon, right? Is is that that is this embrace the marathon? I mean, that's fucking impossible. Is that what is that what I'm hearing? I mean, you guys do know <laughs> that that's just the nature of my brain. I'm a fucking idiot, but. Huh, this is an interesting clip that I did not have the opportunity to necessarily watch in this entirety before I aired it. And with that being said, I do genuinely apologize to you for not being able to actually go in like I usually do. That is something very, very interesting. So this disease and disease are the same word, but probably have two different meanings. And not only that, if you look it up in the government articles that they say that the older that you get doesn't necessarily mean that that's how you're going to age. It's how you take care of yourself. So why? That leads me to a question. So why is it that they push so much negative shit into our atmosphere? It would seem like they almost want us to die i mean i don't want to think about that right now that's terrible what is this guy talking about focus on what you want but don't try and tell the universe how it's going to happen okay I i'm listening don't tell them that i'm going to do this and this is going to happen i go no you just focus on what you want the intelligence of the supercomputer this our brain subconscious supercomputer uh it won't handle it unless you put your hands into the machine. I said, keep your hands out of the machine. Focus on where that ball is going to go. Focus on what you want, but don't try and tell the universe how it's going to happen. Okay, so if I want to get across the street, I don't necessarily have to worry about how it is I'm going to get across the street. Just focus on getting across the street. Don't tell them that I'm going to do this and this is going to happen. I go. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to get over there and I'm just going to walk across the street. That's not how I should think. No, you just focus on what you want. Just focus on getting across the street. Intelligence of the supercomputer. My stupid ass brain. The subconscious supercomputer. Uh, it won't handle it unless you put your hands into the machine. I said. So, so my brain is constantly telling me not to let someone else take control. Keep your hands out of the machine. Focus on where that ball is going to go. Just focus on getting across the street. Focus on what you want. Okay, now I'm a fucking idiot. And I've said that 20 times already in this episode. But yeah, fascinating way. There is so many different ways to look at this existence that we live in right now. I mean, temporarily, I'm sitting in front of my microphone talking to no one. But in reality, when this is broadcasted, I am talking to many individuals, no matter where it is that they may be at that precise moment in time fascinating where is it that i'm trying to go though right i mean these are questions that i think are healthy for one person's mind and i know already that my mind is um probably very healthy i think about a lot of people constantly and i continuously try to improve myself and i'm always on um 
let me see what's the right word uh, I'm always trying to find a positive tick out of things to make people maybe laugh smile you know even giggle if that's what the fuck it is that you like to do you know what's kind of funny is I've seen dominatrixes or is that how you say that I've seen the dominatrix people at these city meetings and, and stuff like that asking for dungeons that's on, on a super dungeon that's one of the episodes that I recorded where a dominatrix uh, addressed the board I think it was in Texas or something like that they addressed the board asking for funding for a super dungeon dungeon now this other story is coming to you from Hollywood Unlocked Wait, what? A Florida, a Florida woman advocates for a sugar daddy or sugar mommy appreciation day. What is this about? Let's hear. <clears throat> Go ahead. Okay. State your name and address for the record. Where do you live at, Miss Lady? Hi, my How name is Ashley Crepe. You have five minutes. I just want to say good evening, everybody. Everybody's looking absolutely fabulous. A little bit serious, but I am here as a concerned citizen and voter. You guys might not be aware, but Florida has the largest per capita population of sugar daddies in the U.S. Ooh, so Florida, ladies, uh, uh, what would they say? Uh, if, uh, if you got it for sale, uh, I won't tell, but uh, go to Florida. That's the highest uh, per capita sugar daddy in the country. She she just, I didn't make this, I'm not making this up. We are listening to this together. Listen to this shit. Miami, Palm Beach, and Boca lies the most concentrated populace of these aged benefactors. Sugar daddies, both gay and straight, and yes, even sugar mommies, Sugar mommies, what? Are responsible for college educations, cars, homes, rents, jets, Birkins, and the occasional body enhancement. But not me though, I'm all natural. Whoa, those are some big ass titties. Supporting our local economy. Let us celebrate these Giving generous Samaritans as I stand before you, requesting that you decree a sugar daddy and mommy appreciation day on March 10th to honor those who have given us so much. Thank you and love you all. Bye. Bye-bye. Now, this is the article that came with that video. Once again, coming to you from Hollywood Unlike. I just wonder, is this something that you would support? A Florida woman is causing quite the conversation on social media after appearing at a local planning and zoning board meeting last week to call for a sugar daddy, sugar mommy appreciation day. While the gathering in Boca Raton, Boca Raton, Florida, was held to discuss amending the city's code for both storage of flammable liquids cream that's her name kareem kareem not cream not kareem cream like uh uh you know sugar and cream motherfucker cream appeared to have other matters on her mind now 
She seemed more interested to talk about the idea of introducing introducing a day specifically dedicated to the elderly men and women who have been funding the lives of their sugar babies, saying it be the state's way of showing its respect. Whoa, hey, put some respect on it, motherfucker. Cream stood out with her blonde wig, mirror shades, and all black attire as she made her way to the podium explaining how Florida supposedly has the largest per capita population of sugar daddies in the U.S., with Miami taking up a significant percentage of that percentage. In honor to show their appreciation, Cream explained that it was only right Florida would dedicate March 10th, hey, that's somebody I know's birthday, to the generous Samaritans who are responsible for not only funding college education, but also plastic surgery, Birkin bags, homes, and private jets. Oh, Cream, you are a sweet, sweet lady. Hey, man, if you are a patron of this thing that's going on in Florida, I commend you. Hey, man, it ain't tricking if you got it, right? <laughs> it ain't tricking if you got it. Anyway, like I said, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. It ain't tricking if you got it. If you got it, you got it. If you don't, you don't. If you won't, you can't. And if you can't, shut up. I mean, that's all I could really tell you. Things are funny right now. This podcast is going really funny to me right now because so many things are misorganized. I don't know exactly what the fuck is going on with my shit today. I don't know if my computer is tripping or if my sound, my sound is on point, it seems. But I don't know what's going on. I don't know. But I know there's a bunch of things that are in this motherfucking save file that should not be here like this one right here men should not be with a woman that they like more okay okay this is the man episode men should not be with a woman that they like more women are supposed to like their man more and of course, I already know y'all gonna be like, "Remember what you talking about?" No, because I need my man to be sweating over me. No, you don't, because women have a tendency that when they have a man in the palm of their hand, they don't know what to do uh, with that. They don't know what to do with the quote unquote power. They don't know what to do with those feelings. And what ooh, okay, go ahead. What they end up doing is treating him bad disregarding him because they can have him at, at their every whim they start to kind of like uh disregard him disrespect him okay you see men know how to marginalize things men are very intelligent they know how to be like okay you know well she likes me more but guess what uh she might not have been my first choice but it doesn't mean that that's gonna stop me from marrying her it doesn't mean that's going to stop me from staying with her and being with her because you know what? I prioritize my respect more than anything. And she meets me there. She doesn't stress me out. She's peaceful. She's calm. She's kind. She's attractive. I may have been interested in this person, but guess what? I'm going to take this person because I can trust them with me. Women, on the other hand, are quite the contrary. Okay, women will see a guy who is all over them, head over heels from them. And you know what they do in their mind? They take that man for a fool. Wow. They turn around and be like, well, you the one that chose me. You know, I could treat you any kind of way because I was doing you a favor by being with you. Men don't tend to say that. That's do wait, 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 wait. Hold on now. 
I've seen, I've seen that. It's not a normal behavior for a man to say, well, I'm doing you a favor by being with you because I could be with anybody. That's more of what women say. Oh, okay. So did, that was a feminine man. Okay. Majority of the time, women are saying, well, I could be with anybody. You know, you're the one who chose me. You're the one who married me. You're the one who did this. You're the one who did that. I didn't force you. Women tend to throw that in people's faces. I do wonder sometimes when I see people giving this type of broad advice, and I'm not calling her a broad because she's giving advice. I'm just saying this is a very, this is blanket advice. Every single situation and relationship is, is very different depending on the dynamics of that relationship. I wonder how many guys watch these videos and say, huh, I'm going to go home and change my life. A woman who is genuinely in love with a man or genuinely likes a man like so much, there's going to be a lot of things that she's going to be willing to do, right? She's going to be in her most uh, moldable and cooperative state because she wants to present her best self to this man so that she does not lose him. So she's going to be on guard. She's going to be respectful. She's going to honor him. She might come out of line because, you know, she might not be perfect or whatever the case is. And he might have to, you know, talk to her a certain way or tell her what it is that he wants to mold her to the type of woman that he wants to be with. But she's going to be sitting there like, yeah, I'm, I'm down. I'm ready. Whatever. I wonder sometimes, are these people talking about their own personal situations? I'll do it. Yeah, sure. She's going to be accepting of change. Because of how much she values him. She's going to be accepting of change. Because of how much she values him. You see, when a woman don't like you like that, you can't even talk to her too hard. <laughs> I'm being real. Damn, it's funny too, huh? Why are you with somebody that you don't like like that? You can't even talk to her too hard. Cause she gonna I mean, like, is it free rent, bitch? I'm like... I know this man that I barely even like is not talking to me like that. I know this man that I gave a shot at who I gave the opportunity to be with me is not talking down to me or is not uh, raising his voice or is not telling me what he demands and what he doesn't demand or what he asking what I bring to the table. I know he not doing that because he was my second choice. Damn. That's just how it works. Damn. That's a lot of impossible. Wow. I mean, I don't know how long she's going to go on. Truthfully, it's been too long already for me. What is going on right here? This is another manly little thing. This is the man episode of the Justice and the Peace podcast. The number one habit of a confident man. Confidence. Having boundaries. Confident men understand that the most important asset they have in life is their peace of mind, which is why they have a standard for how they want to be treated by women, and they say no to every woman who does not meet that standard. The number one habit of a confident man, having boundaries. Confident men understand that the most important asset they have in life is their peace of mind, which is why they have a standard for how they want to be treated by women, and they say no to every woman who does not meet that standard. Now, with that being said, I do have to remind you guys one thing. I just want everybody to know that I do identify as a the, she, and an it. I am the shit.
And with that being said, that confidence that she's talking about that most men need to exude, they need to, 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 to perspirate out, sweat that confidence out, get it out, get it on you, let it stank on your motherfucking ass. A lot of guys are afraid to be confident like that. And if you don't have that confidence to do what it is that she says, and it's just one thing, that is make your boundaries. If you do not have a boundary on what it is that you will or will not touch or fuck, Man, aren't you open to all kind of shit? Shit is everywhere anyway, no matter what it is that you do. And the truth is, I mean, completely, the truth is, I don't know what the next shit is I'm about to play. So I'm bullshitting. So let me just go ahead and, and give you two little stories that I definitely, I definitely know about that I put in here before I started recording. Now, I don't know. If some of you motherfuckers were even alive when September 11th happened, I know everybody in the world has heard about September 11th. We think that nothing can happen on the planes because we have these undercover agents on the planes. But are we always sure that these agents are able to get to where it is that they need to be in time to stop any type of attack on an airplane? Well, I always had in the back of my mind that there was some sort of Steven Seagal type on the airplane that knew martial arts and could shoot in between people like that movie wanted. But me, you know this, I'm a fucking idiot. And that's probably illogical and impossible. But listen to this shit that I saw come across my feed this morning. United Airlines flight 2609 from Los Angeles to Boston. It was a smooth flight for the first five hours on Sunday until... So where's the Homeland Security with the gun? Because I'm waiting for them to point the gun at me so I can show everybody that I won't die when I take every bullet in that clip to wherever in my body they shoot it. And what the fuck is going on on the plane? And I will kill every man on this plane. The agitated passenger is identified as Francisco Severo Torres of Massachusetts. The video obtained by CNN was recorded by a passenger. It shows Torres having violent outbursts towards other passengers and flight attendants. Hey, Bianca. I love you, Bianca. I'm coming for you. Who is Bianca? For hey, check on Bianca. Minutes, nervous passengers sat down and listened. Nobody cares. Fifteen seconds later, Torres walks out of his seat, pulls what appears to be a makeshift weapon out of his jacket pocket, and said what no airline passenger ever wants to hear. I'm taking over this plane. Oh my god. While United Airlines says there were no reported injuries, the Justice Department says Torres rushed towards one of the flight attendants in a stabbing motion with a broken metal spoon, hitting the flight attendant on the neck area three times. Whoa. He tried to stab somebody in the neck? Torres also told law enforcement that he tried to open the emergency door to jump out of the plane. Torres also claimed he was defending himself because he believed the flight crew was trying to kill him. I wonder, is it a possibility that we could have some sort of uh, harnessing on the plane to where, every, where, where a light comes on and everybody just straps in and the door opens and he gets sucked out the motherfucking plane? 
Video shows passengers and crew members tackling and restraining Torres. A passenger told CNN Torres remained restrained for another 30 minutes before the plane landed safely at Boston Logan International Airport, where Torres was arrested. Arrested? They should have kicked his ass. United Airlines says Torres has been banned from future flights on the carrier. He is detained right now pending a hearing before a judge on Thursday. Wow. I mean, I don't even know what to say about that. That's not manly, and that shit sure in the fuck ain't cool. Now, these last two stories, they gonna piss you off. I'm just gonna give you proper, uh, 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 you got the right to get the fuck up out of here. Excuse me, right now. You need to leave. <coughs> because I know some people don't like when it is that I talk about subjects that irritate the skin. And your skin is important, right? And I'm not necessarily talking about race. I'm talking about your skin. If it's thin or not, a lot of people have thin skin. And with thin skin, it comes sensitivity. And with that sensitivity, it fucks with your emotion. And when you start fucking with people's emotions, they do weird shit. But that's not as weird as this clip I'm about to play for you right now. Do you know who the fuck this guy is? Because now I know who he is and I think he should be on everybody's radar. Listen. Okay, guys, this video is going to be a bit long. Stop telling trans people that we're inspirational. All right, here we go. Now, everyone, please listen to what this... Just listen to what's about to happen, okay? Stop telling kids to go on your Patreon and chat to you privately without their parents knowing. And then a lot of people made stitches of me saying I'm transphobic, I've done a lot of bad stuff, um, they've even attacked my scarf, my religion, a lot of bad stuff, which I don't want to go into. And these people have also said they are not talking to the kids. Really? Okay. So I did a little bit of digging. Show me. Hi, kids. Hey, kids. I want to talk to the kids. Hi, kids. Hey, kids. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of videos of them addressing kids. Now, the main video I want to talk about. Your parents screwed up. It's okay to say so. <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? That's why I made a Patreon. What the fuck is this shit? So you want to talk to kids whose parents have screwed up? Why? Why you want to talk to these particular kids? Why? That's why I made a Patreon. So that we could talk about it. So that we could connect in a way that has more privacy. So that we could talk to each other in a way that's uh, more open. And what, what did you stutter for? Stuff that we wouldn't share like in the comments of a video like this. I think you're worthy. Worthy? Of what? And not only that, what happened to stranger danger? What the fuck happened to that? Isn't this against the law for someone to try to secretly solicit your child without you even knowing? And not only that, to pull them into an exclusive only dark room where only they can start to pick at the mind of an immature adolescent child? And... So you want to talk to kids on a social media platform privately 
about topics that cannot be talked about in the video of TikTok's comments section. Because why? Why you want to do that? Why you can't chat about these topics in these comments? Is it because you might get flagged or something? What, what, what could be the reason? Could this be one of the reasons? Going no contact? Going no contact with the kids' parents? Because you say in one of your videos how kids can go no contact with their parents. This is some new shit that I just learned about. There is a thing called going no contact. That's where your child, you remember, dude, I don't know if some of you guys remember this shit, but kids have a tendency not to want to talk to their parents. That is normal. All of a, anybody who had any kind of parental units in their home, there is a point to where you don't want to talk to your parents. That's kind of normal when you become a parent. You expect it. But this now has been weaponized and harnessed into something completely different. So you teach kids how to go no contact with their parents? Is that is that what you're teaching them on, on Patreon? Or is it this? You're teaching this more on sex because this this video might get flagged. That's not why on I my shit. Word. And this is Jeffrey Marsh's Patreon. You talk about this, this topic more on sex. Now, this guy's name is Jeffrey Marsh. I don't know if you know who he is. I didn't know his name. I've seen him jump up on a whole bunch of videos and shit. And people were talking about him before. But as soon as I saw this shit, I said, not today, motherfucker with kids now here are just some of the signs of grooming mm -hmm. literally one of the first ones gaining access and isolating the victim asking them privately to go on patreon and talking to them privately so you can connect and then showing these kids that you trust them you love them you'll keep their secrets and to keep them isolated from their parents and then the icing on the cake is this video hi beautiful if you do not have a family that loves you i'm going to be your family what the fuck? No, you can't. You are a stranger on the internet. You are not their family. Oh, and another thing. You can turn off age restrictions on Patreon. What? Bruh, why isn't this being told? So you can let anybody into an 18 plus over only room? Is that notification sent out to anybody that you have done that? You've made it to where adolescent children can now come into a 18 plus or a 21 and over only room? Is there a notification? Isn't that against the law? Isn't that the equivalent of walking up to a child and showing them? OK, OK, maybe, maybe not, because you're not walking up to a child with this programming. If a child walks up. And they see something behind a glass thing, uh, behind a glass uh, uh, case. And, 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 you know, usually they can't get back there, but now they can get back there. Isn't the child going to go back there to see what it is just because it's a child? Just because? So kids can go to Jeffrey Marsh's, their Patreon. Wow, dude. This is, I mean, hey, I don't know what to tell you. I, I really don't know what to tell you. I do have this to share with you, though. I know one thing. That shit right there is diabolical, demonic, and demonistic. Real shit. I do not know why no one is on this motherfucker's helmet in the mainstream media. Listen to this shit, though. Basically, at about 24 months here... Here's where she started grabbing the, um, the tutus and the dresses. By three and a half, Kieran had transitioned to a girl. 
Today, she's nine years old, a third grader, and an athlete. That's why the Clausens are celebrating Governor Holcomb's decision to veto a bill that would have banned Kieran and other transgender girls from playing on girls' sports teams at school. There is no reason at all why any young boy should be playing in a girls' sports league anywhere, at any time, never. There is never our see people want to talk about muscles. People want to talk about height, hand size, Adam's apples and things like that. There's one thing that everyone else is leaving out that I'm going to bring to the forefront forefront. And that is the brain, the psychology of being a guy. Now, whether or not this is just what I know, whether or not you are puny as a man or whether or not you you are big as a man. These mental things that happen to us men, they fucking happen in our brain. I have had friends who are not the strongest guys in the world who have never lifted weights, never played sports, don't do any shit like that. But if you anger one of these guys, the belief that they will not defend themselves is That's fucking impossible. If you get into a situation with another guy and he thinks that he can get you, you know what he's going to do? He's going to get you. It is the way that we think. And mostly most guys don't want to get at this situation. Most people don't want to get at this situation because I know the mind of men. I'm a 42-year-old fucking man. And I also accept and acknowledge the mind of humans. We bend and break rules. And when you add the mentality of man to of manhood into that shit, you equal brute force. You equal automatically knowing or not knowing where it is that you can and cannot press matters and issues. But now you want to layer that with an identity that's not even what it is that you think of because men think of things in a different matter than most women do. But I'm not, I'm not a psychologist, a professor, a, geni- a, a genealogist, or not. I'm not even a fucking genie. I'm a podcaster. Finish the story. There were happy tears shed. There was dancing. And when I told Kieran, she squealed with glee. They- squealed with glee. Glee. There are people. I don't even hear anyone say that their daughters squeal with glee. I don't. Un, I, that the, the the wording and verbiage is very very unique. Just like this situation is. People watching this right now, who will say, people who were born a boy and are living life as a girl are biologically different. So it it places. It places them in an unfair advantage. My daughter will never go through male puberty. Okay, now this is very odd. And this is this guy's kid, and I really don't want to go all the way in, but I will share my personal perspective on this situation, and I think that it is completely unfair for that man not to let that child, I'm not going to give him a gender at all, to let, it is unfair not to let that child grow up and then make the decision, okay? There is a lot of time in between now and then or now and later. He says Kieran will undergo hormone therapy to make her no different than any other girl. 
my kids' mental health. She will not have a womb. She will not have a period. She will not grow natural breasts. The, the, those things are fundamentally found delay, the, the, the foundation of womanhood is the hormones and and just the introduction of them does not equal womanhood. Every single woman has a different set of hormones. That's why most women are different. At least that's just how I have experienced. I've never met two women that are the same that don't look alike. I just haven't. They're all different. Is more important than your kid's trophy. He said that his kid's mental state is much more important than our kids' trophies. Well, sir, um, what about my kids' mental state? What about um, the the ability for women to actually understand that they will never have a lane as long as this shit goes on? It's just that simple to me. Because as soon as a man starts to say that he's a woman, things can get very, very crazy very, very quick. And when men harness abilities, we abuse things. That is just the nature of man. Men abuse things. It is something that some guys just can't resist. And unless you are constantly in check with your mental, you will continuously abuse things. And this opens up loopholes for multiple abuses. And me, as a person who has been walking around this motherfucker just for a little bit of time, I have seen some of these loopholes exploited already. I have reported these things on my show anyway. I find this almost in the realm of fucking child abuse, not to let this young child actually grow and figure out who it is that they want to be in life. Some people don't understand what it is that they want to be in life until they get into their fucking 30s, until they get into their late 20s. Most motherfucking men don't mature until they're in their late teens. So how is it that these children are just born with the innate ability to know exactly who and what it is that they want to be at such a young age? I'm just asking questions. I know I shouldn't say any of these things, but you know, I like to ask questions and my name is justice and that it, it wouldn't be no justice if I didn't ask the questions that people are afraid to ask and to get out of here I have to leave you with a little bit of context and and the context of this is historical and everyone knows that I love history I love facts and no this isn't a morbid fact it is historical though listen to the goat Dave Chappelle break down some shit that I didn't even know. Like I said, you you gonna learn a couple of things fucking with me. Check this out right here. How much money you think the Indians sold Manhattan for? It wasn't a lot. I remember they sold it for it's twenty four dollars yeah. and a bag of weed. <laughs> All right, maybe not the weed, but they sold it. The thing about it is the Indians. I thought that they were like dumb. I was like, why would they do that? This is good property. But it turns out that Indians weren't dumb. It's a cultural difference that was exploited because Indians did not know that people could own land. See, do you know what Manhattan means? No. It is the Indian word for white people, and it means 
crazy people. No offense. But, uh... <laughs> No. Uh, you say one more word. <laughs> no, because he said, they said, the guy was saying it's like Indians didn't know people could own land, so they thought white people were crazy, you know. It's like, we'll buy this land for $24. They're like, oh, would you like to buy the sky, too? Let's make a deal, you know. Yeah. And, and the guy I'll was... I'll you that cloud. Yeah. Exactly. Clouds, $15 for cloud. <laughs> How much money do you think the Indians sold Manhattan for? It wasn't a lot. I remember they sold it for... It's $24. Yeah. $24. Manhattan was sold for. And the original name of Manhattan is Manhattan, and it means crazy white man. Yeah, that's true. It's a fact. It, look it up. If it's not, email and tell me it's not. I mean, you know where I'm at. I'm on all of the great platforms. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on every goddamn thing. Anyway, that is the summation of this show. I do appreciate you listening. The applause are for you. Thank you. As I wrap up the show, I cannot leave here without asking you to pull out your phone. Please like, rate, and subscribe to the show. Hit the notification button so that you are notified when new episodes do drop. Please take in mind that each one of these episodes are recorded in one sitting. No edits, no go-backs, no re-records, none of that other shit. This is an all-genuine, um, mind-exploring podcast that I produced over here. Um, with that being said, um, I can't thank the audience enough for the support that it is that I'm getting out there. I don't care if you just now are listening to me for the first time. I appreciate you, and, and, and just hit the notification button, and you'll get, you'll get content like none other. Now, I always get up out of here with a set of things, so just go ahead and hold a second, and I'll be right out of this motherfucker. Each one of these episodes are dedicated to the life, love, legacy, and memory of my mother, Paige. I love you. I miss you. I'm still searching for you every single day until my last breath is left, and I cannot emphasize enough. Please do whatever it is that you need to do to get through and try not to hurt anybody in the process. That's the only thing that I can ask of you, man. My name is Justice, and this is another episode of the Justice and the Peace podcast. Thank you for listening, and peace.